You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from our congressional care pastor, Aaron Caton. Amen. Tonight's message that we have, pastor's message this morning stirred up inside of me, a part of Psalms 85. In verse 6, will thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee. In order to revive us again, we had to be revived. In order to be revived again, that means that we met God at one point in time. In order to be revived again, that means that we had a love encounter with Christ Jesus, who just lifted us up out of the miry clay. In order to be revived again and to rejoice in what God has for us, we were called by the Holy Spirit. We were drawn out of darkness and into his marvelous light, amen? amen. You know, I, I, have, I have a feature on, the, on a car that, that tells me whenever I depart my lane, and I hate it, and I got a button that I can turn that thing off, and, and I need one of those in my spirit, man, really. I need one of those in my spirit, man. Whenever I start to depart, it tells me, beep, 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 get back in line, huh? I need one of those. How about you? Anybody else need one of those? I need one of those, because I wanna stay revived. I don't want to ask him to revive me again. I want to stay revived because I want to walk in the unction of the Holy Spirit. I want to walk in obedience to the Father. I want to walk in obedience to the sacrifice of my Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. He said, revive us again. Tonight, the title of the message, it started out being the men marveled. But before I left, it was revived before. Because some of these men that we're going to talk about have been revived before, but they kind of lost sight of where they were, amen? These men were in a storm of their lives. We're Matthew chapter 14. If you will, stand with me for the reading of the word. I'll tell you where the title came from originally. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Pastor Rita, will you bless the reading? Father, we never cease to be amazed at what you can do and what you're about to do. Mm. Father, I feel revival in this place. And really, when I came to the top of the hill tonight, before I even put my car in park, I could sense something on Mm. this campus. I could sense revival in the air. It's almost like Mm. you could get out and grab a handful and stick it in your pocket. Father, I pray tonight that you will anoint your word because you said your word is alive and it's sharp and it brings life to us when it falls on the right ears and the right attitude. Give us the right attitude tonight. And as our workers would say, help us to be here tonight. We don't want to be at Walmart. We don't want to be home packing lunches. We don't want to be home putting the kids to bed. We want to be here with our hands in the air and with our ears turned toward heaven. We want revived. Re means do it again. Re all over. Do it again. (laughs) So Father, tonight anoint my pastor 
Pastor Aaron, and I pray that every word that falls, uh, Father, that you would quicken him as you did this morning. Uh, Father, I just pray that we would have an ear for heaven. Let us hear what the word says. You would honor your word above your name. So in Jesus' name, set us free tonight. and Fan the fire. Fan the flame, Lord. Yes, Lord. And let us all jump in glory, the flame. Glory, glory, and glory. all yeah. of us leave saying it was good Amen. to have been in the house of yeah. the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated. So we start in, in 14, verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Jesus has just fed the multitudes. The multitudes were fed by the disciples. He broke bread, the, the five loaves and the two fish. And, and now he wants to be, he wants to have some alone time. Your revival, even Jesus needs some revival. He sent the multitudes away. Listen, he needed so much revival. What we don't know that in the beginning of that chapter is John the Baptist, his cousin, was beheaded in prison. Talk about that. What talk about the pressure that Jesus is under, that, that, that his cousin, he didn't even have time to mourn, that, that there were flocking, 5,000 men are flocking, and, and their wives and their children, and he feeds them and takes care of them. He's the great shepherd. He's the great I am. He's the bread of life. There's no one else like him. He feeds them. He sends them away. He sends his disciples, his, his immediate 12. He says, listen, even I need time alone with the Father. He needed to be revived. Why did he need to be revived? He sent them away. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves from the wind, was, for the wind was contrary. What I understand that the wind off the mountain was coming down, and it was cold, and it was battling some warm, and it created boisterous waves, and, and the wind was just circling around, and it was dangerous. And the men, they're out there, they're toiling, they're rowing, they're rowing. You know, in the calm of the storm, we have no problem going the distance. In the calm of the storm, we walk with our head high, but now they're dragging. They're in that boat. They can't even row. They can't, they can't do anything but just sit there and probably complain. Where is my God? Where is my Jesus at? Huh? Where is he at? For in the fourth watch, it's between three and six, so I don't even know how long they've been out there. Do you? I don't know how long they've been in the middle of this storm. I don't know when he sent them away. We know it was about evening time whenever he fed the 5,000. We do know that. So it was after dark that he sent them out. No light. They can't even see what, way they're, what direction they're going, Rusty. But they're trusting him that they're going to get to the other side. But in the middle of trust, the storm rises up. The boisterous winds, the waves. It's hitting hard. And straightway, Jesus, they were troubled and Jesus comes walking into spirit and they cried out for fear. Man, in the middle of our storm, we're crying out in fear, but what are we crying for? But straightway, Jesus spoke unto them, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And we talked about that two weeks ago. That's not an invitation, Scotty. That was a command. He said, come. And the minute that he decided that he would accept that command, he stepped out of the boat and he started walking on water just as he was commanded to do. There was no distractions. There was nothing coming against him. He was just walking on water, Steve, just as he was told. Come, come, he said, come. 
It's a command. He got out of the boat with boldness. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. I don't even know how you can see wind. Mary, how do you see wind? He's walking on the water and the winds are wrapped around him. But I bet the waves were carried in those winds. And I bet the distraction of one of those waves that cracked a hold of his leg made him start losing his faith, made him just start losing the sight of Christ because then he started looking down at the distractions that was around him instead of the face that was before him. He lost sight. He needed revived. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Listen, in the middle of your storm, it's okay to cry out, Lord, save me. Because he's the only one that's going to help us in the middle of a storm. He's the only one that's going to help you in the middle of your cancer. I can pray for you all night long. But I ain't the man. I ain't the God that we serve. There's only one. You can call pastor in midnight hour. He's going to come to your house. He's going to do all that he can do for you. But we better learn to cry out. Lord, save me. Save me. Save me. Too many times we want to lean on your pastors, and we're here for you. We're here to listen. That's part of our ministry. We're here for you. But listen, we got to cry out to God. We got to say, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. We'll, we'll do the best that we can, but we will fall short of it. Right. We will fail you. There's only one Jehovah Rapha, Amen. and that's the Lord God Almighty. Amen? Amen. Amen. He walked on the, on the water. He said, Jesus, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, I love that, and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, whereunto did thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. I want to take you to chapter 8 of Matthew. Man, they've been in a storm of their life before. Chapter 8, 23 through 27. And when he had entered in a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, and so much that the ship was covered with the waves, but was asleep in the middle of your storm. God never sleeps nor slumbers. He's exactly where he's supposed to be. In the middle of your storm, he knows exactly where you are, and he knows exactly where he needs to be. And the disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. Man, in the middle of that storm, we perish, it says. Lord, save us. We perish. There's no perishing. If the Lord saved you, he called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. There's one way, and it's straight to glory. It's by the cross. We're going to heaven. Save me. We may perish on this side of heaven, but we got a home. We got a home. It's eternal life. We got a home. Amen? Amen. And he said unto them, why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? Man, how many times is he going to say that to us? Huh? This is his 12. How many times? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? What manner of man is this in the second storm and the boat give? There they are again. They're crying out. Lord, save me. Peter's crying out. They're all tired. They're all wearied out. They've, they've done all the rowing that they can do. The boat hasn't gone anywhere. Save us. We perish. And once they recognized, whenever he got in the ship, it was a different story this time. They were revived. Listen to verse 33. <laughs> Then they were, and the ship came, and worshiped him, saying, Oh, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Man, they were revived. I can imagine a song coming out of it. Whenever I was walking this morning, all I kept hearing was, You are great. 
You are great and you do great miracles. God, you are great and you do great miracles. I don't know what they were saying, but in my heart this morning, whenever I was meditating on that, that's all that I could hear. God, you are great and you do great miracles. God, you are great and you do, you gotta start talking to yourself. You gotta start encouraging your spirit, man, that God is great and that he's a God of miracles and that he does great things. We gotta revive ourselves. We can't rely on to just come in here on a Sunday morning and a Sunday night to be revived. We got to revive ourselves. The second man I want to talk about tonight, Matthew chapter 11. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? John the Baptist is in prison. He told, he told King Herod that you're in sin and that you're wrong. And King Herod had a party, and the daughter, had, Conned him in to getting the head of, of John the Baptist. Now John the Baptist is in prison, and he knows that his days are numbered. John the Baptist, he sends two of his disciples unto, unto Jesus Christ. He says, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, these disciples are going to Jesus, art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Man, that's some boldness. But does John forget who he is? He's the front runner of Jesus Christ. Whenever he was in the womb of Elizabeth, he leaped. And whenever, whenever Mary walked into the house, Scotty, he leaped. He leaped because he knew the spirit of the Lord was there. He knew Jesus Christ at such an early age. In chapter 3 of Matthew in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent. Ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Did he forget? Did he need revived? He's, he's the front runner. Repent. He went everywhere preaching. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everywhere that he went. He was a Levite, a true Levite. He may, he may have been, Steve shared with me, that maybe he should have been a royal priest. Maybe he should have been dressed in garments in, in, in the synagogues, but he wasn't. He was in a poor man's clothes, eating poor man's food doing the work that God had called him to do, advancing the kingdom of heaven. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, baptizing many. We go on that he forgot who he was. He forgot who God was, and he needed revived. In verse 13, and then come Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. Whew, he recognized who Jesus was. And cometh thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. For this it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Meaning he, he agreed. In verse 16, And Jesus, John saw all this good stuff, this great amazing things. He marveled at what he saw. In verse 16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting up on him. This is John the Baptist. He's in prison. He's, he's doubting. He's in his mind in imprisonment. He's doubting if Jesus is the one. But now, he's got to remember. Scott, we've got to revive ourselves. Man, I saw that spirit descending like a dove and lighting up on my Savior. I saw the spirit descending and landing up on the Messiah, the one who's come to save us. I saw that spirit. What about verse 17? And lo, 
a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He needed revived. Why? He saw the Lord God Almighty descending from heaven and he heard with an audible voice, this is my beloved son. Hmm. But he needed to be revived. Going back to chapter 11 of Matthew. And Jesus answered, said unto them, go and show John. Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. There, verse five, the blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the dead hear, the, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended. Go back to verse five on the back row for me. On the back projector, please. Jesus is telling them, the blind receive sight. Man, we received our sight the day that we confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We received sight. We were so blind. The scripture even tells us in Corinthians that we were blinded. It was hid from us. The word of God was hid, but we received sight in that day that we accepted Jesus. And the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed. Man, I tell you what, we've seen great and mighty things. The deaf hear. You want revival? Let me tell you, you're serving a God that can do these things. You're serving a God that can restore sight. You're serving a God that can make the lame walk. You're serving a God that can cleanse lepers. You're serving a God where the deaf can hear. I remember Pastor James Wright having revival and he said, listen, I've been praying all night long and I wanted to see somebody healed of deafness. He wasn't the man called. You better be ready because you don't know when you're going to be called to do something. He said that deaf man came up. And there was an old 83-year-old woman, I believe he said, on the third row. And God hit her with a spirit of healing. And she came up and prayed. And that man received his hearing. It wasn't a pastor. Even though he wanted to be the one, it wasn't a pastor. You better be, you better be ready. We want revival. We got a God that can manifest and heal and raise the dead. My brother died four or five years ago. I don't remember. I was just at the top of my driveway having a rough day. We just laid him to rest. Pastor Robert called me. He said, hey, at Ruby, there's a man that needs prayer. I talked to my sister all the way to Morgantown, two-hour drive. And I got there and I said, I got to get off the phone. I need something. And I got, I got off the phone and I said, Lord, I need something. What am I going to tell this guy? What am I going to tell him? I'm in no condition. I just laid my own brother to rest. I don't even know what this guy's in. John 5 and 8. Rise up, take your bed, and walk. I walked in that room. I walked upstairs, and the sisters weren't there. And, and the nurse gave me permission to go back there. I said, I'm a pastor. Actually, I'm a deacon from Jewel City, and I'm just going to pray. She said, well, I don't see the family. I think that'll be okay. And she let me back there. And I went back there, and I said, Steve... All I got for you what God has given me. John 5 and 8. Rise up, take your bed and walk. Rise up, take your bed and walk. And all week long, the spirit had unctioned me and I just, I called out. John, I'd say, Steve, rise up, take your bed and walk. I'm flaying chicken. In the middle of flaying chicken, I can just say, Steve, rise up, take your bed and walk. They call pastor on a Friday. He goes in. On a Monday, they call you and you go in. They're taking him off life support. Taking him off life support. Taking him off life support. We're going to, we're, well, hold on, hold on. They're not taking him off life support because he's living. 
They're taking him off life support because it's the last minute of his breath. Pastor told me the story that they sent all the immediate family out besides the daughters, I believe, and the grandkids. And it wasn't about 15 minutes later, two little kids come running down the hall. Daddy said, I love you. Daddy said, I love you. Daddy said, I love you. Woo! You want revival. He's the God who can. He's the God that can raise the dead. You want revival. You better get revived inside because he's able to do it. Amen. He's the God. You ask him. You come expecting. You come expecting. Lord God, put something inside of me tonight. Maybe he doesn't say anything to you, but you stay faithful. You stay faithful. You reach down every day. God, I'm coming expecting. I'm coming expecting, even if it's just revive me. But if you want to use me, here I am. Help me to be obedient to your spirit so I can say the right word. Give me discretion. Give me discernment. Let me operate in the function of your spirit. He's the God who can cleanse. He's the God who heals the ears. Bucky, he can restore sight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He's the God who can do all. Amen. Listen, why wait until we're in the middle of the storm? Why wait like John who's on death row? Why wait until our life depends on being revived before we get in the presence of the Lord? Why do we wait to seek God? Why do we wait? He tells us in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? All things. All natural things will be added unto you. All spiritual things will be added unto you. If you're lacking something, get in his presence. He says, seek me first. Whenever you seek him first, he's going to start adding to you. Man, think about it. Think, think about it, coach. Your best player comes seeking you. What can I do to get better? And every day he gets better. What do you do? You keep giving him more minutes on the court, don't you? You keep giving him the ball a little bit more. He comes swinging around there because he's being obedient to hit that three, right? You keep feeding him the rock, don't you? Huh? You want to be fed the rock, huh? You want to be fed the bread of life? You want to be fed the spirit of God? Seek first the kingdom of heaven and he'll add to you. Amen. Why wait? Why wait to be revived? Huh? Let's stay revived. Huh? Let's stay revived in the presence of the Lord. Amen. He says, seek him first. Psalms 121, one and two. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. If he made heaven and earth, we said it before. He owns it all. He gave it all in Jesus Christ. He, there's nothing else that you can do but worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the only thing that you can do is seek his presence for your life. Because he wants your seeking. Huh? Let's go to the third person in Acts chapter 16. Fire. Chapter 16, verse 25. Whoo, glory. You know what I like about today? This morning I came out of here and I felt like I'd been in a ball game. My throat was a little bit rasky and hoarse. And let me tell you, when I feel guilty, there's times that I feel guilty whenever I leave here like I ain't shouted enough for my Jesus. And I left here this morning and I was rasky and I was like, woo, I feel like I've been at the ballpark. Made me feel good. Hmm? If I can scream for a football team, I better be able to scream for Jesus. Huh? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. Woo! They are revived. They are revived. They're not waiting to get revived. They are revived. They're in the middle of the storm. Why is he so amped up? 
because we're going to go to chapter 9. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined right, uh, round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? Man, don't you love that? You recognize, huh? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Man, even in your darkest hour, the Lord wants to knock at your heart, and he's got something for you to do. Amen? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Man, in the middle of your journey, you've got to learn to wait on the Lord. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But what he doesn't add on there is you need to learn to wait. You've got to learn to wait patiently. One of the greatest things that I ever got taught was don't, don't get ahead of Jesus. Anthony, don't route run him. Don't get in front of him. Don't try to be Jesus because you're not. Just rest in his presence and allow him to add unto you. Amen. Amen. Add unto you. Man, he doesn't need revived. How come? He, he, he was blinded by the light. He's sent to a city where Ananias comes, one of God's faithful servants. And Ananias in verse in verse 15, he, Ananias has a discussion with God that I don't want to do this. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way. He's talking to Ananias. And he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Can I also stop you right there and say that you are a chosen vessel to bear the name of the Lord God Almighty, that he wants to send you forth to produce what he wants to produce out of you, that you got a calling on your life no matter who you think that you are. You're worthy. He died on a cross to make you valuable for the kingdom of heaven because you confessed your sins, you repented, and you've turned to him. You're valuable. You're valuable to the kingdom of God, and he wants to use you. You're a chosen vessel unto him to bear his name before the Gentiles and before the kings and the children of Israel. You're a chosen vessel, and for I will show him how great things he must show forth for my name's sake. Paul realizes he doesn't need revive because he remembers what God has said. He remembers what Ananias has told him. He said, you're a chosen vessel. And Ananias went and he entered into the house, putting his hands on him. Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you, whenever you got down and you confessed your sins, you got filled with the Holy Ghost. You got sealed. The question is, mm, you're Holy Spirit filled, but are we Holy Spirit controlled? Huh? We all get filled, but it's the control that we lack sometimes. What do I mean by that? The fruit of the Spirit is anger, bitterness, disease, right? Huh? No. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace. So when we're spirit controlled, huh? When we're spirit controlled, we're controlled by love, peace, joy, happiness, long suffering. But if we're spirit filled, there's times that we go off that lane departure, right? Beep, 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 beep. And we need to get back into being controlled, right? Amen. Amen. Huh? Huh? Filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately they fell from his eyes, the scales that were up on it, and he received sight. 
forthwith and arose and was baptized. And when he received meat, he was strengthened. In verse 20, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Man, we are called. We are Holy Spirit filled to go and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the whole world. Wherever your world is, listen, you don't need a title. I didn't need a title to preach the gospel. I didn't need a title to love those that needed loved. What we needed was to be spirit-filled and spirit-controlled so we could operate in the anointing of God. Amen? Amen? Verse 25 and 26 of chapter 16 again. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard him. And all I could hear this morning was, how great is my God? How great is my God? How great are you? The lamb, <laughs> the lamb of God, the line of the tribe of Judah. How great are you? That's all I could kept, kept hearing this morning. As he's in there, I can only hear him just being thankful. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosened. Hallelujah. Why? He didn't need revived. He came revived in the middle of a jail. He came revived. He came amped up knowing that my God can do something glorious. I ain't scared. I heard of Peter being in jail and you came and brought him out. Why am I scared? I've got trained underneath of Peter. Huh? Why am I scared? I believe in the God that, that smacked me with a light and changed my heart, changed my direction. Why am I scared? Why don't I just praise? We talked about praising for Jehovah Jireh. Listen, we get, in, we get in some sickness and we stop praising Jehovah Rapha. We start saying, oh my gosh, I got this going on. Listen, well, we start praising the Lord. Huh? In the middle of it, in the middle of, in the middle of chains and bondage, they started praising. And God started moving and changing the atmosphere. I can only pray, but there's a man who can, that can change the atmosphere, can change everything that's going on in your life. All you gotta do is call out to him, Lord, save me, I perish. Help me. Huh? He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord God, our healer. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. He'll provide a way. Seek his face. He'll add unto you, amen? amen. Because of their worship, the keeper of the prison was awakened and he drew his sword to slay himself. And Paul said, don't do it. Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm in verse 28, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and, sp and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, sirs, what do I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. All you gotta do is be revived. All you gotta do is worship the Lord God Almighty. That spirit gets inside of you and it gets contagious. Believe it or not, I can't sing, but I still remember the day I left Chick-fil-A and that young lady said, I'm gonna miss your worship. And that touched my heart. It touched my heart every day. We have, God owns it all, God gave it all, and all we can give back is the heart of worship. Your praise can change the environment you're in. Your praise can change your finances. Your praise can change the miracle that you're looking for. But too often, we don't want to praise. It's easier to call Pastor Robert because he'll fix it. Well, he ain't going to fix it. Call on Jesus. Call on the man that can. He gave it on the cross. Amen? In closing tonight, we need a Holy Ghost infusion. 
to revive us. We need to know that we know that God is for us and not against us. And if God is for us, there's nothing that can stand against us. Amen? Do you know or do you need to be reminded that the gates of hell shall not prevail? Huh? God is raising up a church that won't back down. You know why? Because we're spirit controlled, not just spirit filled, but we're spirit controlled. And God wants to do something through a church that walks by truth. Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. What do you have to do? What an easy commandment. What do you got to do? Hey, church. Woo. What do you got to do? Huh? Continue in his word. Thank you, Desi. Continue in his word. We're going to worship. We're going to continue in the word. And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. So this is the secret to the freedom. To being revived is to walk in the truth. To walk in his word. And you'll be revived always. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 